0: Welcome to the happiness podcast i'm dr robert puff probably one of the things that really keeps most people who are listening to this podcast from being happy is our fears anxiety and stressors we get afraid of things and that causes us to walk away from our happiness and dwell in the fear fears can manifest in many different ways for example we can be sleeping relaxing, having a really good time. And then all of a sudden the thought comes and that thought manifests into fear. It generates fear because we start thinking about that thought. And that thought is a fearful thought and we suffer. It takes away from our happiness. Or we can just be driving, being with our friends, just doing our daily activities. And again, that thought comes and it paralyzes us. It causes us to not be happy. Because as I've been arguing, happiness is really our natural state when we aren't delving into our thoughts. But what fear is, fear is that thought, these thoughts that we have, which really permeate our lives and cause us to suffer. And they come out of attachments. We're fearful because we're attached to certain outcomes and we don't want certain things to happen. For example, I was very blessed to have the opportunity to live with my grandparents for three years when I was in college. After one year, my grandfather had died, and then it was just me and my grandmother for two more years. She was a very beautiful, loving, caring person who I deeply loved and really grew to know her well after living with her for three years. But sadly, a few years later, she started to get confused She was very physically healthy, but she got confused and she developed dementia and Alzheimer's. And though she lived for another 10 years, slowly her mind started to go and she didn't recognize anyone in the end. After she died, I noticed that my mother was beginning to struggle too. So one day we were sitting and talking and I asked her what was wrong. And she confessed to me that she was afraid. She was afraid of getting Alzheimer's like her mother had. And sadly, she too got it and died. I loved my mother very much, and I still do. But what was most sad for me at the time was her fear. She was just so afraid. And that fear had two effects in her life. An effect that fear can have on any of our lives. One is, it really keeps us from living well now. When we're fearful, we're not living well now. Whatever we're afraid of keeps us from enjoying The here and now that's probably one of the most powerful effects of fear it keeps us from living well now when we're fearful we're not living we're fearful but the second thing we have to be careful of with fears is fears have the ability to become realities perhaps for a moment think of something maybe you were afraid of for a long time in your life and did that fear become a reality I'm not going to say that fears cause reality, but it's somewhat like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Whatever we think about tends to be our reality. So people that are fearful have a lot of fearful thoughts that go in their head all day long. People that aren't afraid actually don't. Towards the end of this podcast, I'll give us tools that we can use to get rid of those fears and live well in the present. But first, it's important to understand that our fears aren't usually very helpful. I mean it is important to have basic fears in place otherwise we do very silly things like jumping off cliffs and hurting ourselves or driving very quickly but once we know what to be careful of we don't have to keep thinking about it we don't keep thinking if i drive 120 miles per hour i'm going to get in an accident we actually just stay away from driving really quickly but what we tend to do unfortunately is when we have a fear, we try to solve it by thinking about that fear over and over again. And we're in a sense, it's like a fire and we're pouring gasoline onto it. It isn't helping us because we typically go round and around and around. I know you ever seen hamsters on those hamster wheels, but really we tend to think about the same thing over and over and over again. What if this happens? What if this happens? What if this happens? And that fear can really be paralyzing and more importantly it really keeps us from living well here and now because we're fearful we're not living well so it is important to realize that our thoughts are powerful and often they're even more powerful than what we're afraid of because by thinking about it it adds to our own sense of stress that we're experiencing I mean often the fears that we have never become true but we suffer so much because we keep thinking about what if they do? What if they do? And those what ifs, those thoughts, keep us from living well now. We all know the thoughts that we've had in our life that we're afraid of or were afraid of. And now we've missed out on life because we spent so much time being afraid. I mean, we can be on vacation having a great time, but spend half the vacation worried about how much we're spending, worried about why our flights be on time, worried about, our animals okay back home? And it takes away from the enjoyment of our vacation. And here's another one I often see. I've worked with people that their lives are going well, they have a good relationship with their spouse, their kids are doing okay, their finances are okay, they like their job, but they end up still being fearful. So as I probe, I end up finding out that they spend a lot of time watching the news And that news of other things happening in the world, or that might happen, cause them a lot of stress and anxiety. And merely by getting them to stop watching the news all the time, or reading the paper about the news all the time, they do a lot better. I know it may sound silly, but it's true. I've seen it many times. It's usually men, not always, but it's usually men, who spend way too much time watching the news, and they get fearful because the news is about fear. Fear sells. And so people watch the news, hear a lot of fearful things, and they're afraid. Again, our thoughts are very powerful. One person can be going through a health crisis and be doing fine, they're dealing with it. But the other person can be thinking about all that could happen because of the health crisis. Let me use an example again. Let's say we go to the doctor and the doctor says we have a cancer that needs to be treated. And then one person leaves the office and says, okay, the doctor told me what I needed to do. I know there's chances that this could be not fun, but right now I'm feeling okay. And my life's going fine. I'm going to enjoy my life and just start setting up these appointments and deal with them as they come up. Another person starts thinking about, am I going to lose hair? Am I going to be in pain? Way before anything even happens. And they suffer, not because they are suffering. They're suffering because of their fears. So fears are powerful, and if we're not careful, they really can hurt us. So what do we do? Well, I want to describe a four-step process we can do each and every time we have fears. Okay, the first thing we have to do when a fear arises is not criticize ourselves for having our fears. Our fears come from a myriad of places, and nothing's good's going to come from criticizing ourselves for having the fears. The fears are there. Don't judge ourselves, just notice them. Okay, now we realize we have the fears or the fear and we're not judging ourselves. So the next thing we do is we ask ourselves, okay, is there anything I can do right now to affect or address this fear? Is there something I could proactively do that would alleviate this fear, address this fear, make it better or deal with it? And if there is, let's do that. For example, let's say there's a fear we have of losing our job. And it may be even a fairly realistic fear. They're downsizing at our work and we may be getting a notice that it's time for us to get a new job. So what we can do is if right now we can get on the internet or start brainstorming and talking to people about different jobs that we can look into, great. If we can go to school, take classes and study right now, great. But what can we do right now to alleviate or address that fear? If we can't do anything, then we have to do part three. So remember, first one is not to judge ourselves for it. Second thing is ask yourself, is there anything we can do? The third thing is to do is say, okay, if this were to happen, if I were to lose my job, is that really as fearful as I'm making it? I mean, really ask that because if we can really face our fears, no matter how horrific they are, like death, like a divorce, like losing our jobs, you know, the hard ones that we face in our lives, and say, could I do that? Could I really do that and be okay? And you may be thinking, well, Dr. Puff, if I die, am I gonna be okay? But it isn't so much that we're gonna be okay, it's just the fact that our fear of dying can keep us from living well. Our fear of divorce can keep us from loving well. Our fear of losing our job can keep us from enjoying right now well, and doing our job well right now, or proactively doing things to look for another job so it's better if we can say yes I do not want this fear to happen but if it does I'll be okay no matter what I'll be okay and we have to be able to say that we may not want to say that we may be not willing to say that but if we want to be happy we do have to say that happiness is a very unconditional state you can't say I want this to be happy you have to say, I just live well. I just love well. And then happiness arises. Any attachment that we have will keep us from being happy. It doesn't mean that we can't pursue things. It doesn't mean that we can't love things. We can love very well, but we just can't be attached to things. Remember earlier a podcast where I talked about impermanence. Things change. So we're going to do a lot better if we're able to face that fear and say, Of course, I don't want it to happen, but if it does, I'll be okay. And then lastly, what we need to do, part four, is just live well now. Love and live well now. And focus on what's happening right now. What could I do right now that would be fun, that would be pleasurable, that would quiet my mind? Maybe I'll read a book. Maybe I'll be in nature. I love being in nature. It's a great way to dissipate our fears. Just enjoy the presence of the now. Because in the now, there are no fears. When our minds are still, there is no fear. Fears come from our thoughts. But in the now, there is no fear. So what we can do is, very simply, is find something to be with right now. When our minds are still, we do much better. Fears need thoughts. If we can work towards quieting our minds, And just be present with what is life goes so much better that's why I always end this podcast with accept what is love what is because when we love what is there isn't fear and if we begin to really work on these four steps again number one is to acknowledge that it's okay for me to have fears I don't have to judge myself number two is there anything I can do about it right now number three What if it did happen? Could I still be okay? And number four is to live well now and don't focus on the fear. Don't feed it. What we'll find is we will just naturally meld into happiness. Happiness will become our natural state because we won't be feeding our fears with our thoughts. And as we do that, as we get better and as we take care of things proactively and live life well, not in a fearful way, but in a proactive way, will find that we can have the most beautiful life imaginable really beyond our imagination because it's beyond our mind so thank you for joining me on this week's happiness podcast if you'd like to learn more about the world of happiness please go to www.happinesspodcast.org that's happinesspodcast.org and i forgot to say in last week's podcast that it was on anger and I do have two books on anger. So if you are struggling with anger, I have a couple of good books out there on anger. Just go to the website, you'll see them with the links to Amazon. And I look forward to being with you next time. But until next time, accept what is, love what is. Ever wonder why some companies do so well, grow, and just seem to keep coming up with great ideas and keep expanding? While other companies are permeated with negativity, lawsuits, employee turnover, and just overall unhappiness in the workplace. Whichever corporate camp you find yourself in, or somewhere in between, the key to any company's ongoing success is to invest in and help their employees perform at their peak performance. There are very clear and specific things that people can do to perform well at work and in life in general. This is the focus of my podcast, and it's also the focus of my work. Being at the cutting edge of any market is sustained through investment, investment in training employees how to perform well. But sustained growth and productivity requires specific psychological tools in order to continue to perform at peak levels. This is where I can help. I've been studying peak performance for over 30 years now, helping people all over the world. And there are very specific things that have to be maintained in order to sustain this level of performance. When companies invest in their employees, their employees are invested in them. Unfortunately, it's quite common for companies to be doing exceptionally well in the marketplace. But for unknown reasons, key employees make poor choices, leave the company, or start struggling in coping with stress-related illnesses. Companies that do well know their business really well, but human behavior works in mysterious ways unless you've been trained to understand the causes and cures of underperformance. If you're a forward-thinking company, perhaps it's time to think about giving your employees skills that may really help them perform well at work and throughout their lives. If you work for or manage a company, And you're ready to learn the skills in order to survive and thrive in any market, in any conditions, or in life in general. I'd love to help. These are the skills I've learned. These are the ones I'd love to bring to your company. True lasting success has to be seen from a broader perspective, not just monetary. And if you're ready to bring about these changes, that's where I can help. To learn more, go to www.successbeyondyourimagination.com. That's successbeyondyourimagination.com. And whether we're at the doorstep of retirement or have many years to go, may we always be growing and be developing our skills not only as successful employees, but as successful human beings.